Hello and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mac for another installation of our Bunt Cake series. This one is a recipe I got in a newsletter, oh my gosh, I don't even know when, maybe 25 years ago, and it was from a friend who was doing some missionary work in Brazil, and she added this onto her newsletter, and it's a Brazilian orange Bunt Cake. I thought it sounded really interesting when I first saw it because I've never seen a recipe where you grind up an entire fruit, piece of fruit in it and like this. Like rind and all? Yep. The whole shebang. You grind it up and and use it in your cake. So I actually made this. The recipe when I got it called for making in a blender. Fortunately, I had a food processor and I did it in there instead because I thought, good grief, this would be a disaster in a blender. Um, So, of course, the first thing you want to do is preheat your oven to 350 degrees and you want to get a bunt pan, which I'm hoping everyone has bought a bunt pan now since the last cake so that they could try it. So now that you have your brand new fancy bunt cake, you want to grease it well and flour it. And what you want to do, you want to make sure that um, it's greased evenly enough that the flour sticks all over the pan, all the little crevices, because remember we talked about this before, it really helps the cake to come out of the pan. And you're going to need one nice juicy orange. I recommend uh, actually a juice orange. It would be about, you want an orange that's a nice big sized orange, not not a real small one. So if you can get one that's about the size of a baseball, maybe a little larger. I typically like to use a regular juice orange when I make these, but I'm sure any really flavorful orange would work well. I don't recommend an orange with a really thick skin though, just because you're grinding up the whole thing and you don't want all that white pulpy stuff in there. If your orange has seeds in it, you're going to need to remove the seeds. That's an important step because you don't want seeds in your cake. So get your orange and scrub the outside skin really well. You don't want to have any sort of dirt, debris, bacteria, anything on there. You want to really scrub and clean your outside of your orange. Then cut it open and remove any visible seeds. Um, Really look through it. Make sure you don't have any seeds in there. Cut it up into chunks. And set that aside because that part's ready. Put it in a bowl. Don't just, you know, set it aside on, I don't know, on a newspaper, but put it in a bowl. (laughs) Then you're going to need four large eggs, two cups of sugar, one cup of good quality canola oil, two cups of flour, one tablespoon of baking powder. So now here's our method. You're going to take your juicy juice orange and put it in the food processor and process it until it is very chopped up. So what I would recommend doing is taking a fork while your food processor is off, (laughs) take a fork and make sure like lift all through it that there aren't any big chunks of orange in there and just keep processing until it is completely pulverized. Okay, you don't want any big chunks of peel If you find any seed pieces in there, get them out. You want to have it very finely pureed because you don't want... I'm I'm serious. This is is a really good cake, but you don't want to have big hunks of unpulverized stuff in there. So make sure your orange is processed very well. 
Now, one at a time, you're going to add your four eggs. And I always recommend that you crack your egg into a separate small bowl one at a time just in case you get any shell. You don't want to crack an egg directly into what you're making. So crack it into a separate bowl. Make sure there's no shell in it. And drop your eggs one at a time into your food processor and pulse it so they're blended. Then add your two cups of sugar, like pouring it in like a stream of sugar. And while you're um, running your food processor your one cup of oil, and blend that really well. Once that's all well mixed, you're going to take your food processor bowl and very carefully pour that mixture into a large bowl. Scrape out your food processor as good as you can. And this is another time that you can look and see if you have any super large chunks of things that you don't want in there and remove them. And then once you get into a bowl, first take your two cups of flour... And blend the baking powder into the flour so it's well blended. And then add your flour to your liquid mixture very slowly. With a beater, just take and add your flour and beat that in well so it's all mixed, no dry ingredients showing. Okay? Pour that mixture into your prepared bundt pan and bake at 350 degrees for 40 minutes or until it tests done. When it is done... You take it out of the oven and set it on a cooling rack to cool for a good hour till it's nice and cool and then flip it over onto a serving plate and tip the cake out. And with any luck at all, it will actually come out of your pan. Sometimes you need to take a plastic knife or a wooden knife and go around the inside of the pan and really carefully loosen the top of your cake. But usually, when the cake is testing done, it begins to pull away from the sides of the pan at the top edge a little bit, so you don't have too much trouble here. Um, but sometimes with a bunt, you do need to do that. You need to put. Uh, you don't want to use a metal knife and scratch your pan up. But a plastic knife or a wooden knife works well. Once you have the cake out of the pan, sitting on its little plate there, let it finish cooling, which sometimes might take another hour, because you want to put a glaze on it. You don't want to glaze it when it's hot, or it'll just all run off. Now, here's what you're going to make your glaze out of. Take another one of your oranges, which I hope you purchased more than one here, because I should have mentioned you're going to need a couple. <laughs> Take another one of your oranges and squeeze the juice out of it. You need two tablespoons of orange juice in a bowl and add gradually add powdered sugar to that until you can make a drizzle glaze out of it. And then drizzle that on the top of your cake. Let it set up and serve. And it's uh, such a good cake. It's very different. It's a very different cake, but it's very, very good. And uh, as I said in the previous Bunt Cake podcast, you know, 30 to 40 years ago, there were a ton of Bunt Cake recipes out there. So as we find some good and unique ones, we're going to share them with you so you can try them out too. Now, if they haven't ever made a drizzle glaze before, what kind of a consistency should they be looking for? You want it to be... Uh, you want it to be well blended. You don't want lumps in it. And you want it to, when you're stirring it, you want to be able to pick your spoon up and it should stream off of your spoon um, probably, uh, how do you describe it? You don't want it to be watery, but you want it to be able to stream off of your spoon in a stream, not a drip. So you want it to, you know, uh, maybe like maybe like the consistency of, say, uh Gee whiz, what consistency? Would it be like like how pancake batter is? Eh, kind of like pancake batter. Maybe like a, a melty milkshake kind of a... 
Yeah, like like a really thick milkshake. Yeah, thing. so so when you lift it up, it's going to run off of the spoon, but it's not going to be thin. You know, you want it to be thin enough to run, but not thin enough that it's like water running off. And just drizzle that onto your the top of your cake, and uh, then you have something good. And I what I really like about this cake is, you know, usually cakes are uh, vanilla or chocolate, you know. And there's a few other flavors, like maybe banana. You'll get an occasional banana or a spice cake or something. Um, but it's it's unusual to get an orange cake that is not Kool-Aid flavored, to say. <laughs> and this cake has a... If you get a good orange, like I said, if you get a good juice orange or a blood orange or something like that that's really, really flavorful, it it really makes the cake. So make sure, you know, if you have to get buy an orange and taste it, you know, and see if it's a good orange... Do it because it's important to have a good orange for this cake. And it's all, this cake also is really nice for, you know, sometimes you have oranges and you, they'll get so ripe and they're like almost too ripe to eat. That's the perfect orange for this cake because it's, it, because it's really juicy and the skins tend to get thinner. The more ripe the orange is, the skin will actually get thinner. You'll have less pulp in between the orange and the skin. So that's a good thing too. But it's it's just a it's just a really good cake. I'll bet this would be good. I just happen to think I bet this would be good with a chocolate drizzle icing on it, you know, because orange and chocolate goes together well. But even with the orange, it's really good. It's something that's kind of a unique thing that you could serve for the holidays. It would be tasty, and also as I'd said before, bunt cakes travel really well. You know, they do. So hope you give it a try, and uh, let me know what you think of it. And make sure to check us out online on Facebook and Instagram at Mary Mac Bakehouse and on Twitter at Mary Mac Podcast. Our website is MaryMacPodcast.com. The month of November, Standing Chimney is going to be open every single Saturday. Yes, you heard right, every single Saturday. So if you're in western Pennsylvania, um, find us in Lawrence County, just south of Newcastle. Uh, we're out in the middle of nowhere, but on the way to everywhere. And we have over 70 different local artists and producers providing items for our store. Anything you could imagine from welded horseshoes to paintings to sewn items to fresh baked delicious things made by Mary Mac Bakehouse. And lots of baking mixes right there for you to buy. And we also have samples of things you can try too. So if you're in the area in uh, the month of November in western Pennsylvania... Come out and find Standing Chimney. There's directions and a map on our website, www.standingchimney.com. I'll see you at Standing Chimney. Thanks a lot for listening if you did, and if you didn't, too bad for you.